Hey, you're listening to the Debt-Free CEO Podcast, where you'll learn ways to manage your finances in your personal or business life to set you on the path to debt-free and on to financial freedom. I'm Megan, your debt-free finance coach, former high school math teacher, now a debt-free entrepreneur. In 2021, I paid off $53,000 worth of debt in 12 months so that I could walk away from the classroom. Whether you're on the path to debt-free or looking for ways to manage your finances better, you're in the right place. Walking the path to financial freedom doesn't have to be lonely. We're in this together. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Debt-Free CEO podcast. This week, I have a guest. Her name is Sadie Snedeker. She is actually a student of mine. She went through my workbook and got started with virtual assisting. And so today we're going to chat with her and she's going to kind of just tell us a little bit about herself, tell us about her journey with freelancing and kind of what she does full-time and and why she wanted to do this part-time. So Sadie, I will let you start and kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. uh, So hello, everyone. I'm Sadie. A little bit about me um, and my background. I have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in agricultural education and taught in the classroom for five years. Both of my degrees were kind of the typical pathway of, I know as a teacher, I'm not going to make a bunch of extra money, but like I told myself I was going to do a master's degree, so I'm going to do it. And kind of the same thing with my, my bachelor's degree. So I taught in the classroom for five years at a very small school um, in South Dakota, like 150 kids, K through 12. So My biggest class size was 10, and I loved it because I was able to personalize my lessons a lot. Um, I left the classroom in June, so now I get to work from home still within education. And so a little bit about my journey to virtual assisting is I have been creeping on Megan for a really long time on Instagram, and I've tried, I think, a little bit of everything, trying to just make some extra income my husband and I just recently got married. And so we're, we're now we're in the planning wedding stage, newlywed stage, trying to fix up our really old farmhouse. And so just trying to have some extra income to do all of the things that we want to do now. And so I tried MLMs, I've tried, um, you know, making things. And this virtual assisting thing is something I've kind of played around with for a while. And as I said, I creeped on Megan for a long time. Finally, I took the plunge and got the workbook and it started to kind of make sense. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know we had such similar stories. And it's really cool that your district let you, like you still work for your district, right? No. So I know you don't. Okay. uh, Nope. Nope. So I now work specifically for our Department of Education. Okay. Okay. I remember you saying that earlier on. So that's really cool. Yeah. And getting to work from home within doing that. And then there's a little bit of travel, right? Yes. Yes. There's there's some travel. So I actually work specifically with our CTE department and our FFA programs. And so I do a lot of traveling for those. That's got to be cool. That's got to be a lot of fun. You kind of already said how you got started in business. But my question is, so with that full-time job um, and it with it being remote, with a little bit of travel, what do your hours look like for you to be able to pour into, you know, virtual assisting? Yeah. So I still work nine to five with my full-time job and even sometimes traveling, depending on where we are, my hours get a little bit wonky, but typically all of my virtual assistant time is on the weekends or after those work hours. And I try really hard to 
not do virtual assistant work until after like my husband and I have had dinner or at least have some time to connect um, because he doesn't usually get home till about six and then we'll eat dinner. So it's usually a little bit later, but I also am not a night person. So I usually don't spend, I mean, more than like a couple hours during the weekday working on my virtual assistant stuff. And I'm still really new and still trying to figure it out. Like I'm only about a month in total. So it's all still really new. Are you waking up in the morning to do anything yet or no? Are you not a morning person? No, I'm not a morning person. So that (laughs) probably won't be um, something I do. I could see like I'll stay up a little bit later at night if I need to, if I get too busy, but I'm definitely not a morning person. That's funny. Either people are either they can wake up early and get a lot of stuff done or they are the night owls where they would rather stay, you know, up till 10 or 11 to get stuff done. I'm, I'm the morning person for sure. Yeah, I, I tend to like lean as like not either the night owl or the morning yeah. person. But if I have to choose one or the other, it's going to be the night. Uh, night. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So you kind of already answered a few of these two. Um, what made you want to get into virtual assisting? But I want to dig just a little bit deeper on that because you said you want to do some house renovations, have some extra income here and there. Do you have any debt that you are wanting to target with this business as well? Or was it just the home renovations and just the extra cash in the pocket? Um, so specifically, the first thing that we're going to do or that I plan on doing is paying off debt. And so my bachelor's degree, I paid off in student or paid in student loans. My master's degree, I was able to use side hustles to supplement that. And so I didn't end up needing student loans for that. And um, South Dakota has really great programs with like reduced rates for teachers with tuition. So that was awesome. So I definitely want to get those student loans paid off for sure. And some credit card debt and some of the other stuff. And then after that, we're really going to start working on house renovations and all of that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, you have to be strategic about it. And then with the student loans just kind of starting back up again, a lot of people are having to you know, financially plan. How does that fit in our budget now? And, and then mm-hmm. I think, I think too, the student loans are, they're still trying to figure out what the payments are. I've seen some, you know, articles come in saying that people are mischarging. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a disaster. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a disaster. I think that's exactly, your words were exactly right. It is a, it is a disaster. And so that's kind of like my husband and I, like our first next thing, like we're going to work on our credit, we can get our credit cards paid off for it because that's the high interest. Yeah. And then our student loans got to go because yeah, it's just. Nobody really knows right now what's going on with it. No. It's, it's they just don't crazy. even know, so they should just stop. They should just let us yeah. have it all. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I agree. I agree. <laughs> That's funny. So tell us what sort of virtual assisting tasks that you are doing for in some of your clients. And then if you want to tell us how you identified what tasks you wanted to offer. Yeah. So I think, as I said, I'm still really new. And so when I went through the workbook, I think the biggest thing that I had to figure out was what am I good at, right? Because I'm the type of person, if somebody asks me what I'm good, I'm like, I don't know, what do you need me to do? Like, I'll just, I'll just do what you tell me you need me yeah, to do, yeah. which is great, except that kind of plays into it too. So, and you just made a really good point to, there too, because I think that's what makes virtual assistants so valuable is people that are, I'll do anything and everything, right? You have like literally all of these trades um, and you just also have that mindset of, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get a job done. And that's why those type of people make such good virtual assistants because they literally can come in and help any business out with any sort of tasks. Now, is that something that we want you guys to do, you know, long term? Probably not. That's not something that's going to fulfill you long term. It may, but really 
what is going to probably fulfill you is like trying, you know, 10 tasks out and then a month later being like, okay, I didn't like five of those. So I'm going to stop doing those five. And now that I've kind of found what I truly love, I'm going to focus on the other five. Um, And so you can kind of tell us a little bit more about your experience with finding what virtual assistant task it was that you truly liked. Yeah. So I guess I think my journey was a little bit different. So I said, I I went through the workbook and, you know, in the workbook, you talk about like, if you can use your warm market and find all of that stuff. And like, I just, because I had tried so many other things like MLMs and all of that stuff, I felt like I was always asking my friends and family to help us, which I mean, they're our friends and family, so they will. But I was like, I I just want to try something a little bit different. And so I thought, you know, since I was a teacher and I've done education and I kind of have worked in that field and that's my passion. And I had even at one point tried a TPT store, which I still kind of have, but it's not like, it's not a sustainable amount of income. And so that was kind of where I, I started. I found a Facebook group for like virtual assistants for TPT store owners. And that was kind of where I just was like, hi, you know, I'm new. I'm looking to just build my portfolio. If you need some help, let me know. And so that was how I was able to connect with my first client. And so her and I have been working together for about a month. I do a little bit of everything for her, mostly email management and some social media stuff. She also is just launching a coaching program. So I'm going to be like helping her plan some more of those workbooks and graphics and that that kind of stuff. And then my other client, I did some copywriting for. So I also have a communications degree. And so just did some, again, TBT product description, copywriting, you know, pretty easy tasks for her. And then actually one of our family friends found my Instagram. So I haven't done like a virtual assistant Facebook page yet. Again, just feeling out the waters, I think a little yeah. bit before. You don't have I, to like, jump in and try to do everything all at once. Right, right. And I, you know, before I like introduced, put this out into the world for all of our family and friends, right? Like if I can convince myself that I can do this for strangers. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't want it to be another one of those things I start and then it doesn't work. And I've just asked my family and friends to spend a bunch of money. So definitely wanted to test out the waters a little bit. Anyway, one of our family friends owns a plumbing business. And so I'm going to, again, do more email emails for him and maybe update his website a little bit. So that'll be something new that I haven't done yet. But I think just as I've kind of gotten into it, that the email management and um, creating workflows and that kind of stuff that I really enjoy. And then more like the social media. I haven't really gotten to the admin tasks yet, but Mm -hmm. as I said, I'm still trying to figure out what I like to do. Yeah. Well, you are using your degree too, because you said you have your bachelor's in communications, right? Yep. Yep. So I have a, I have an education degree and a communications degree. So, yeah. So that's cool. Because I think for me, when I first got started, I was like, I'm not using my teacher degree anymore, you know, but it's like, okay, you're being a little dramatic. You are still using, you know, those skill sets that you used in your career. You're just transitioning them and transferring them a little bit. I taught math and now I do stuff with finance and and budgeting. And so I'm like, okay, you're still using your degree. Like it's not the end of the world. And if you're not, who cares? Who cares? Like sometimes like these days degrees don't even hold as much power as they could or as they should. So you brought up a lot of great points. And so I guess what type of success have you been seeing since taking the course? And you kind of already answered that with it's been a month and you've gained three new clients in one month. That's amazing. Yeah, it's been it's been exciting. And so, as I said, I, I kind of took the workbook in chunks. So I did the first and second piece 
And I was kind of like, okay, this is what I want to do. And so I, again, had to test the waters and, you know, kind of see what was out there, right? Because I had never ventured into it. I didn't know anybody that had. And so social media is always one of those things of like, I made $10,000 in a day. And you're like, did you really? I don't really know. Do I believe you? You know, so I definitely tested the waters on that. And now I'm like, okay, I... You know, I've helped, I have one client that I, we've started like a recurring retainer and the um, the other one was just like a one-time deal. And then this new one, we haven't really kind of figured out what that's going to look like yet. And I was like, okay, so now I can start with three and four, right? Like now, okay, I need to figure out the business logistics, right? What are we going to do? How are we going to make this work and kind of all of that stuff. So that's kind of my next step. And then after we, you know, I have to make all the appointments with all the business things, which yeah. to me was like so scary, right? Because I was like, uh, you know, that's a huge step. So that's the next task I'm going to tackle. And then after that, it'll be the the budgeting and figuring out how much we need to set aside for taxes and all of that fun stuff. Well, you bring up a good point of just taking it in small bite-size chunks, because sometimes people can see, you know, a, a five-phase course or a workbook, and they're like, wow, okay, I feel like I need to do all of that before I can even get started. And for you, you said, okay, let me start with the the first couple of steps. Let me get a fir- my first clients, and then I'll go back to the other, you know, three and four and five steps, which is something that I don't feel like everybody does because I'm, I'm an all or nothing type of person too, to where I feel like, okay, well, I got to be able to, to do the whole thing start to finish before I can actually even start. And you took a different approach and look at the success that you have seen. And so that's a testament to you and your mindset and your thinking that you've had for this, which says a lot. And the other thing that you said, too, that I really thought was different was you were, you know, hesitant to ask your family and friends because you wanted to believe in yourself and and you wanted to get a couple of clients under your belt first before you went to them and was like, hey, I'm doing this. And I don't know if this is for everyone, but some people, it's it's backwards. They're like, okay, I know I can trust my family and friends, and I know I'll be able to get quick wins with them. So I'm going to go to them first before I'll ask an, a stranger and offer my services to them. And so really, it's it just depends on you know who you are and your type of mindset and how that's going to make you feel reaching out to you know somebody right. you know like and trust or somebody that you've never even met and working with and for them. And so I thought those were two interesting points that you brought up. And it's been really, really cool. Like, I I think I was truly, really lucky. One, I found, you know, I took the initiative and bought the workbook, right? Because I think I bought it right before Christmas. And Mm -hmm. so we went down to Kansas City to see my dad for Christmas. And so I on the drive was like, okay, I'm just going to find this group and like send it out there and just just put it out into the world. And it it may or may not work. And if it doesn't, nobody's going to know, you know. And then it like my first client is actually like a former ag teacher from a different state. But anyway, like she's been super great too of, okay, I don't like almost part a mentor in the sense of like, I'm doing work for her, but also like if I have a business question or I just don't know what I'm doing with my life that day, she's really good about like, okay, you know, break it down and whatnot too, which is super helpful. No, that's great. That's a good, it's going to be a good long lasting relationship that you have with that client. And so I can see you and her growing together in the long run. And that's, that's what you want essentially. So let's talk about the future a little bit. Um, And I don't know if you've even had a chance to think or dream on this because you've been so laser focused on what you've been doing in the now, but where do you want your business to grow to? What is your goal with this? Yeah. So I, I think I, I, as I said, uh, since I took it in such bite-sized chunks, I've just finally started kind of like, okay, so what does this look like in the long run? And I think 
for now, like I really, I really love my job. This was kind of like the job when you graduated college. I was like, this is what I want to get to. Right. And I thought it would take me a long time to get there and it hasn't. And so for now, I'm really just focusing on like, I want this to be a part-time opportunity to pay off our debt. And then we will go from there when that time comes. Truthfully, like your story, you know, and paying off how much debt you were able to pay off in a year is crazy to me. And so I'm like, even if I could get, you know, part of that or a mm-hmm. quarter of that. And I, so I think that's kind of my goal or the next step is like, okay, after we make do part three of the workbook and make all of the business stuff, yeah, the business stuff, really sitting down and being like, okay, what do we, what I want this to be and like actually set goals because I am a very goal-driven person. So once they're out on paper, I think it'll be easier for me to like start focusing on those. Whereas like this last month, I've really just been testing the water, so to say, um, and kind of figuring out where where I fit into that. Mm-hmm. And I think too, once you get to the point where you start tracking your numbers a little bit and you like dive into the data of it more, you're going to be like, oh, okay, wow, I'm making X a month right now and I can put this towards A, B, C. I mean, you probably haven't really sat down and done that yet. And so I think, you know, when you get to that point, you're going to, your eyes are going to be open. You're like, okay, these are my goals now that I know what I'm making. and I I know what I'm capable of doing. So I'll be excited to touch base with you again when you get that point. And so if I don't reach out to you, reach out to me and let me know what your goals are because I am curious. Okay. Um, Well, do you have any advice that you would give to someone that is thinking about going into freelancing? Yeah, I think I have a couple. So first is your journey isn't going to look like everybody else's. Amen. And amen. What you think of as success is different for everybody, right? Not everybody wants to be a stay-at-home mom or work full-time or travel on vacations. And I think sometimes at social media, we get so bogged down with the comparison of it all, right? Like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do that. Does that make me a bad XYZ or bad entrepreneur. And it doesn't. And so I think you just have to really narrowly focus on what you want and what your goals are. Also, I think it's a it's a lot of a mindset game, right? Like you have to believe in yourself and like figure out the numbers and get your mindset in the right direction. You you gave two very great pieces of advice. The first one, oh my gosh, social media can be so deceiving it can be so misleading and i i'm guilty of it too looking at other people's version of success and thinking that my success or that i am less than mm-hmm. and so just you know keeping your blinders on and staying focused on what your goals are are going to be key there because it's so easy to look and be like well she's a stay at home mom she makes a full time income then i should i should do that same thing too even though that's not even what's going to make you happy so just looking at, you know, your goals and your values and what's going to make you happy and comparing you to you instead of everybody else. So such good points. Well, thank you so much, Sadie, for coming on. Can you tell our listeners where they can connect with you on social media or anything? Yes. The best way to connect with me is on social media, on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is Mercedes Snedeker underscore VA. I'm just going to have Megan put it in the the show show notes notes because my last name is kind of tricky. So that's probably the best spot to find me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think this is going to be such a great episode for the listeners to just get another person's perspective and point of view with freelancing and someone else's journey because you're right 
not everybody can and will or wants to pay off, you know, $53,000 of the debt. And my story is not going to be your story and it's not going to be someone else's story. And so just educating people on different perspectives and other people's story is really key here. So thank you again. Yes, thank you. All right, we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Debt-Free CEO Podcast. Make sure you leave us a review and check us out on meganmendez.com. Connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at meganmendez underscore underscore. In the meantime, happy budgeting. See you next time.